Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Hello, everyone. So chapter five or letter five today is what we're going to talk about. And this letter is about war, which in 1942, when this book was written, it was World War II. And Europe was already involved and C.S. Lewis lived in England as he was writing this book. This chapter is about war and feeding off of the patient, you know, us as humans Here's how our minds can go in war times. I am going to start reading page 21 of letter 5. So it says, Did the patient respond to some of your terror pictures of the future? Did you work in some good self-pitying glances at the happy past? Some fine thrills in the pit of his stomach were there. You played your violin prettily, didn't you? I just think that's crazy. Did the patient respond to some of your terror pictures of the future? We all can fall for that trick, believing that the future is going to be awful, losing hope, thinking about how our past was, and believing that's going to dictate our future. If you're going through hard stuff in life right now, you're not alone. There's many seasons of life where we're all going to go through pain and seasons of joy, seasons of being married and it's hard, getting hard medical news, or watching someone that you love pass away, moments where it feels like your heart is breaking. I mean, we all have those moments, but you got to have hope for your future, that God still does miracles, even if we don't understand why he does what he does. Screwtape goes on to talk about how to use the war to get more people to hell. It's pretty crazy. He goes on to talk about how War is good for demons and winning their side of the war and winning more people to hell. But it's also not always great because like in on page 22, he says, of course, a war is entertaining. The immediate fear and suffering of the humans is a a legitimate and pleasing refreshment for our myriads of toiling workers. But it's also a chance for people to escape hell. When I see the temporal suffering of humans who finally escape us, I feel as if I have been allowed to taste the first course of a rich banquet and then denied the rest. It is worse than not to have tasted it at all. He's saying there, it's great because then we'll get more people in hell, but it's not great because then we can't keep tormenting them. (laughs) This is mind-blowing. The enemy, true to his barbarous methods of warfare, allows us to see the short misery of his favorites only to tantalize and torment us. He goes on to say, Let us therefore think rather how to use the war than to how to enjoy the war, because if we are not careful, we shall see thousands turning in this tribulation to the enemy, to God, while tens of thousands who do not go so far as that will nevertheless have their attention diverted from themselves to values and causes which they believe to be higher than the self. During wartime, it gets you thinking about life. It gets you thinking about what's coming after life. 
death is much more on your mind. You don't focus on the things of today. You're focusing on like, okay, I have to live. How do I keep living and where am I going if I pass away? On page 23, he goes on to talk about how, you know, war can turn people to God and it makes people think about their values and causes higher than themselves, which of course the demons, as we talked about in chapter one or letter one, are trying to get us to think about the ordinary instead of really truly using our minds and thinking. It gets them also thinking about death and to start preparing for when they enter eternity and when they're gonna where they're gonna go. On page 33, it also says, How much better for us if all humans died in costly nursing homes amid doctors who lie, nurses who lie, friends who lie, as we have trained them, promising life to the dying, encouraging the belief that sickness excuses every indulgence, and even if our workers know their job, withholding all suggestion of a priest laced, it should betray to the sick man his true condition. And how disastrous for us in the continual remembrance of death which war enforces. One of our best weapons, contented worldliness, is rendered useless. In wartime, not even a human can believe that he is going to live forever. It's so interesting. If we kept a heavenly perspective, we would live our lives very differently. We wouldn't care about stuff. We wouldn't care about entertainment, where we lived, what we drive. We would only focus on people. Like what we would focus on what Jesus did and having time with people, having meals with people, building relationships, teaching them, loving them, healing them. At the end of the day, all that would matter is people and Jesus. At the end of this letter, Screwtape says that a man who surrendered to God may get desperate at the end of his life, but the enemy, quote unquote, which is God, always defends his post. God is always ready and willing to accept us into his kingdom at any time. I'm just going to take this letter for example. It's sad that it would take a war to get someone to focus on eternity. It's something that we should be thinking about all the time of, okay, this life is temporary. Everything around me is temporary. What is eternal? God and people and your relationships with both. So if you kept that the focus of your mind... And that's hard to do, especially in such a materialistic world where, like I said, we want significance and we want all of these things around us. We get so focused on that, we forget about we're spending eternity with God. There's a book by John Bevere called Driven by Eternity. And that, that book is very powerful, but it completely changes your perspective on this life is temporary it's short. What are you going to do in the short time that we're given? These last two years of COVID and all of the craziness that's been happening, I know I keep talking about it because it's been so prevalent. And I think this book would help us tremendously on getting perspective. And that's why I'm enjoying doing this series because when we shift our perspective, we can really focus on what truly matters and not the things of this world, but focusing on people. One day, we're going to get to heaven, and God knows our days. He knows they're numbered, and he knows when we're going to heaven. And when we stand before him, and he judges us for every motive, thought, and action 
that we had, that's when we're really going to see what our life was about. I don't want to stand before my creator and say that I didn't do something significant for him and obey what he's asked me to do because he's given all of us a purpose and he'll tell you what your purpose is if you just ask him. If it takes longer than you think it should, he slowly reveals things sometimes. Slowly things come to life and it may come quickly, but if you're truly asking him, following him, you have the right motive in your heart and your intentions are pure, I do believe that he will share with you. He'll open up a door. He'll walk you through the steps to get to where he wants you to be. Everything that we do should be for the glory of God and to build the kingdom. So how can we live that out this year? How can we walk into a new year saying, okay, God, how can I show you glory and show this world who you are? Truly walking in the love that Jesus gave for us and that we can live out now. I mean, we have we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So we have every fruit of the Spirit in us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How can we walk those out in our everyday life, showing that to people, them finding out who you are, God, because of how we live our lives and knowing that there's significance and that we're working towards something more than just the everyday and the temporary. So yeah, I know it's heavier, but we need to think about eternity and what we want our future to look like after we pass on from this life and not getting stuck in the everyday, everyone else's normal, living like the world or how the world tells us that we should live, but how the Bible tells us how we should live, how God is sharing with us to walk. Ask God today, show me the way I should walk, what I should focus on, what my values should be, what are the causes that my heart is after. And I know he will show that right to you. So I hope that this helped and I look forward to tomorrow. Letter six. (laughs) Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.